Hello, listeners, and welcome to another special episode of FF Plus. I'm your host, Aaron, and soon myself and three others are going to be celebrating Black History Month by drafting our favorite movies starring Black acting icons. As usual with our drafts, a couple of days after the episode is up, we will post polls on social media and let you vote to determine which of us did the best job. Before I go over all of the details on how this works, let me introduce my fellow competitors. Making his return after a couple of months, my old FF Plus co-host and a man that I know you've missed, Coles Davis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Good to see you. I have missed you. I will tell you that right up front. It is <laughs> great to see your face, man. Also joining us tonight are returning guests, Colby Mack from Minorities Report Podcast. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Colby Mack, and I'm finally back. It's been way too daggone long. Sheesh. It has. It has been a long, long time, actually. Man, the, the pandemic kind of really put a... Gosh. Just a, yeah, it's a big wrinkle in everything. Along with Kales and Colby, another fellow Seattle Film Critics Society member is back. He has been on the show once before with me covering The Thing, one of his favorite films. He is the people's critic, Tim Hall. Hey, good to be back. I forgot. Yeah about the thing that was a lot of fun that was and that was even further back i mean that was like i don't know four years ago sometimes i kind of freak out at how long i've actually been doing this now the years they start to add up quick well a little bit about the draft and how this is going to work the idea for this particular format came from the big picture podcast i always like to credit them and i kind of take a tweak on their idea we've largely used that for inspiration though the goal is to have one of these drafts each month in 2022 with a vi wide variety of topics and guests. The way that it works is we're going to draw here real quickly for turn order, and then we will take turns choosing films in serpentine order, slotting them into a series of categories. The strategy comes in when where you pick your film and where you want to place it. So, for example, some films can fit into multiple categories. If a drafter wants to make a case for a film in a non-obvious category, they can, and the remaining three drafters will vote to determine whether or not that will be allowed. For this particular draft to celebrate Black History Month, our categories are Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Male Wildcard, Viola Davis, Angela Bassett, Female Wildcard, and then just a General Wildcard. The wildcard picks can be anything in this case as long as they feature primarily black acting performances. And what that means to each in individual drafter is up to them. Any and all disputes will be taken to a vote of the opposing three drafters. That way we always have a two-to-one majority. A couple of quick notes for my competitors here. It is up to you how you draft. Yes, we're doing polls. We'll do one on Twitter. We'll do one in the Feel and Film Facebook discussion group. It's always fun to see who wins. However, it's up to you if you want to pick movies that have been critically acclaimed or you just want to pick personal favorites or you just want to use this opportunity to pick really obscure random things and get them out there into the universe. So maybe somebody goes and checks them out. Don't mention movies that you aren't picking because we kind of like to keep those secret so that if somebody's like really trying hard to strategize, we don't want to see somebody stealing anybody's thunder when it comes to a well-planned sneak attack. Let each drafter make their pick, and then we'll have some discourse after that. And yeah, that's about it. With that out of the way, let's figure out who's going first, and we can get started. So as always, I have up my little random 
placement generator. And here we go. All right. With the first pick is going to be Tim. Second pick is going to be Coles. Third pick is going to be Colby. And fourth pick will be myself. Let me wow. get my spreadsheet up. First pick. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> All right. Yes, it is a lot of pressure. You get to go first. But not only is it a lot of pressure in the first pick, it's you don't get to pick again for a little bit. So you got to really think hard about what you don't want to miss out on. So you got to make it count so bad. (laughs) I'm just trying to add that pressure now. (laughs) Don't don't mess it up, Tim. Okay, so I'm going to go with, so we go by category, right? Any category. You don't have to, the order is up to you completely. So what you feel you want to put something. So I'm going to go, my category, Denzel Washington, okay. and I'm gonna go with Malcolm X. Good pick. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> I, I, I'm not mad at you. It, it is a good I, pick. And I thought I, he was gonna a, pick something else. I really the other too. Denzel film. <laughs> the other, the other. There's so the many other, other nah. Denzel films. Why Malcolm X uh, above other Denzel films? What, what about that one? I think it's. You know, at the end of his career, it'll be the film, I think, that really damped him as, as one of the greats. I thought it was already great, but that performance, that portrayal, when I went back and watched actual footage of Malcolm X speaking, it was crazy. And I just remember as a kid being such a, a that formative age seeing that movie, I thought was fantastic. It's one of my favorite films. Yeah, I, I saw it for the first time, like, I don't know, two or three years ago. And that was my response was, oh my gosh, people say this is Denzel's best performance. That can't possibly be, oh, oh, it is actually. <laughs> maybe maybe they're right. This one also, I'm not going to lie. I was maybe going to try and snipe this in Angela Bassett. So uh, that I was- knew, I knew somebody would. <laughs> there's a lot of crossover in some of these actors and movies that they've been in together in kind of big roles. So yeah, good choice there. Oh, and one last thing, just because I didn't, specifically noted but we are only picking one thing per category so for example tim's done with the denzel category and it's got to put a stuff somewhere else all right who was next i lost track already was it coles it was me yeah okay so for my pick i decided to go with a film that is one of the few films i know that is universally beloved by everyone and it features one of the best uses of narration i've ever seen the film i'll be Going to the Morgan Freeman category, and I'll be picking the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, God! (laughs) Yes, uh, I mean, there are so many films that you can go to for Freeman, but I think this one, I mean, you can go to anybody in the world and you say, okay, name me one Morgan Freeman film. This will probably be the film that they'll name you to, so. Yeah, not going to lie. I think, in my opinion, this was the, the primo get for Freeman's list as well, so. Good choice there. All right. Kobe. Uh, as an avid fantasy football player, it's like, this is all about strategy, right? And we're talking about absolute icons, so it's really hard to go wrong. But it's like we're serving two masters, because like on one hand, we want like what the film means the most to us, and also what's going to be able to get us the most votes from the people, right? That's right. And this one particular performer, I'm, it's so tough, because it's like, do I go for like that low-hanging fruit? Do I go what's going to get me the most assured votes? Obviously, I don't want to sit here and double dip within the category. Yo, shout out to Denzel. Shout out to Morgan Freeman. I'm going to go with Angela Bassett into what I believe is the most iconic performance that she will be remembered for of all time, which should have won an Oscar. Oh, my. And what's love got to do with it? 
in a portrayal as Tina Turner. Outstanding. You know, I actually have a pretty low, I don't have nearly the wide filmography familiarity with Angela Bassett as I do everybody else in this category. So I was a little, a little nervous in the Angela category because now you guys have knocked two off of my list. I actually haven't seen this. So tell me, what is it about her being Tina Turner that works so well? The better question is what doesn't work so well? This woman transformed her entire body, her vocal range. She carries so much emotion within her eyes. And it's a really physical performance for her. It's not your everyday biopic either. This is something where in the black culture, it's one of those DVDs that everybody's had. And like, you can get your black card removed and revoked if you haven't seen it. She, she has this thing where she just transforms into this person where Tina Turner, she's an icon in her own right. But what Angela Bassett does to transform like herself into this character, like it's really second to none. Like I'd put that up there easy in the top five of all biopics all time, because oh, wow. even though it's centrally about this particular figure, there's so many other colorful characters that she's able to bounce off of. And it's because of her co-star, like what Larry Fishburne in the film is Ike Turner, that brings out even something greater from Bass's performance. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess I got to put that on my watch list then because I didn't do my full homework. <laughs> it's, right. it's currently available on Amazon Prime. So go oh, ahead. Oh, man. Look you. at you. You did do your homework. I appreciate yes, that. <laughs> All right. That brings it to me for back-to-back picks, and then it will be a while. So I need to grab something from someone who else's filmography. I think that there is a clear one or two top films and maybe then some some really good stuff, but two that are extremely stand out in my opinion. And so I'm going to take widows for viola davis because i am a huge fan of her performance in that film Uh, i don't necessarily think that it's her best but i think that it is the one that i enjoy the most and i think that she is playing well until suicide squad she was playing off type in that movie in a big way and it really showed her range and i just i think it's just a heck of a film and so I'm going with Widows for her. And then sticking with the villain theme, I'm going to take Training Day off the board because Denzel and Training Day is my favorite Denzel performance. It is, I think, the most enjoyable he may have ever been. And yeah, so uh, I, I will be happy knowing that I got two films that I truly do love. And that I also think that those actors are really the reason that those two films are as outstanding as they are. Sure, there's other actors in them that are doing great work as well, but they are the two standouts for those two films for me. Uh, so yeah, so that's where I'm going to go. That I have a question for you. Yeah. About the first time you saw Training Day. Did you at any point think that Denzel was going to be a turn to a good guy? It's- I always thought that. Like, I always thought it too. The whole movie. The whole movie. Until because the that's what happens. That's what's supposed to happen. I was like, oh no, he tried to kill Jake. Yeah. <laughs> you're a bad guy. Yeah. No, you really are. You had me fooled. You really are uh, selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's part of what makes it so good is, yeah. you know, we're so used to that turn. We're so used to the redemption story. Right. 
and not the full on like, no, this guy's he's really in it for himself uh, all the <laughs> way to the end. He's been planning it all week. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, and it's it's tough, too, because it's Denzel and it's a guy that, you know, you you see him be the hero so often. You see him yeah. be, you know, people like Malcolm X um, and, and just always kind of I mean, he's always kind of like. Not rigged. What am I thinking? I can't rugged. He's almost got like a rugged quality to him. Like he could be like not quite straight and narrow, but he he always he's in, you know you can see it in his face. It's just hard for him. I mean, right. even when he was in, uh, see now I'm gonna talk about a movie I'm not supposed to, but like when I, when you look at American Gangster, right. like you can see him as kind of being redeemable, mm-hmm. in that, more so than in Training Day. Kobe, okay. back to you. Ah, so tough, so tough. And it's only because there's like still so many different options, right? So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to like be strategic about this, right? This is actually kind of the cool part when you're playing with the middle of the board, right? Like I, like in my regular fantasy drafts, I like having second to first and second to last, right? If I don't have to wait too long, especially in this 14 format, and I can be able to make Coles and Tim kind of sweat a little bit, right? So um, like there's these wild cards here, which I feel like it leaves us room to be able to play with. So I don't have to waste my pick on that yet. We did just get another really big iconic performance from Denzel removed off the board. And it seems like, yo, there's a whole bunch you can pick from. But what will the people decide, right? And I got to go with Morgan Freeman. And I know for a fact, by the time it gets back to me, it's pretty slim, except I think I have a performance that I hope the people, when when they do this poll, they listen to the podcast, (laughs) right? To be able to kind of let us know. Because I I think that's going to be my seller point, right? Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go with Denzel Washington and his performance and remember the Titans. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I mean, super iconic. Probably, I mean, it's, I think, universally a top five sports movie of all time. Super quotable. Like, the man had a great afro. Um, I, I, I think it's up there, like, with his top performances. It's a very different performance than what we had in Malcolm X. It's a very different performance than what we had in training day. It's kind of like right in the middle. He could be able to kind of pull a little bit from the distinguishment that he had in like Malcolm X. And then also, you know, a little bit of kind of like the rough around the edges that he had in training day. It is a beloved movie. It is not a personal favorite, but it is definitely. <laughs> there are a lot of people that was in the winning draft from January, just so you mm. know, because we did sports movies and Don Shanahan picked basically all movies from 2000 and before. <laughs> totally nostalgic and won. And hey. this was a big part of it is because there's a ton of people out there that love Remember the Titans. So good strategy pick. All right, Kales. Well, I'm going to continue on the same Denzel train that y'all been on because, well, I'm going to mention, I'm going to re- um, remind what Kobe's talking about. He's talking about strategy because I'm seeing these Denzel films I know a lot of his deep cuts, but the thing is that the people who watch this may not know a lot of them. So if I'm trying to win this draft, I got to go with something that is at least noticeable, something that people have seen recently. And this film is also a departure from what Denzel is usually known as. He gets to be an action hero in this film. So for me, I'm picking the Equalizer. I mean, these two, yes, the two Equalizer films, Equalizer 1, Equalizer 2, they're, they're not the greatest of films, but they're fun to watch. Like they're fun to just put onto the TV and just sit back and relax and watch. Cause I mean, you get to see Denzel breaking bones. You get to see him give that 
that trademark Denzel look to guys before he like executes them. I mean, we I know it's not Denzel doing the stunts. I mean, I know it's a younger guy who's like doing the running and doing all the karate and everything, but to see Denzel, you know, being able to carry his talents to becoming an action hero, you know, it makes me wonder why he didn't do this mostly for his um early part of his career. I mean, there are a few films where he does do like some of the action. Like there was one recently I saw called Ricochet that's on HBO Max in 1991 where he plays a police officer. And I was thinking, what would Denzel's career be like if he was more oriented towards those films than towards more like, oh, these films are going to get nominated for awards next year or whatnot. I mean, the man is, he's a, he's a man of so many talents and he has opened the door and he has like carried so much influence for all the young black actors who are out here doing it right now. I mean, it, it's, I think there is no other career like a Denzel Washington. I mean, when it's all said and done. Definitely would agree with that. Uh, I'm looking at the list here on my draft board of all the stuff that we haven't picked. And, you know, anything on this could be in the wild card, two wild card spots, <laughs> male and and uh, the free for, for all wild card spot. I mean, I, I'm not going to be shocked if we see Denzel pop up again. Yeah, Ricochet is a fun movie. It's got a crazy voice <laughs> performance. And Ice-T, a younger Ice-T shows up in that joint. It's, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, Tim, that brings us back to you for uh, two picks. Two picks. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, so Morgan Freeman is my next category. And I'm going to go with something fun. I'm going to go with Kiss the Girls. Interesting. Fun. Fun. Good. <laughs> Good. It was at that time when they were, when they were trying to make him like a, like I'm not an action star, you know what I'm saying? But put him in, in that sort of like Columbo role, right? Where he's wearing a long trench coat, running around, solving crimes. Like he did a few of those movies. And this was in that pocket, but this was like, you're catching at the right time. Kind of a fun little mystery. Like it's, it's, I like Kiss the Girls. Like I enjoyed it. Oh, I like it too. I, I do too. I'm just, I mean, I'm just looking at this list and I'm surprised though. I'm just a little surprised. I know. Good movie. All right. So... Is Kiss the Girls the one with uh, Judd? Yeah. yeah, Ashley Judd. Okay. Okay, thought so. It's like during that time, there was kind of like those darker kind of like, you know, I don't want to say buddy team up, but like male, female films. Because yeah. like, did a Kiss the Girls come around the same time as Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Gina Davis? Yeah. Long yeah. Kiss Goodnight. <laughs> yes. Kiss. Oh, yes. I was like, wait. Yes. And so I used to get them eternally confused. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, uh, Tim. Pick. So yeah, you got another one. We're doing Angela Bassett. I'm gonna go with Black Panther. Dang. Very, very wise. Yeah. For obvious reasons. I mean, obviously. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But she's great. She's great as 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 T'Challa's mom, and you know, she looks young, like she lives off our brain name anyway. So we might as well have her in the film. Like it's. Part of me, I remember when it, when the casting was coming out, like the fact that they were getting real good actors to surround, you know, Chadwick and some of the younger cast members, I thought was phenomenal, right? You saw that, people think it's funny, but that's what they did with Hunger Games, right? So you cast a very young Jennifer Lawrence, but did you put like- Philip Seymour Hoffman and- Yeah, put, yeah, you put these real actors around to sort of balance it out. Um, so it was good to see that, that, that you know, throughout all years acting, Angela Bassett still, you know, getting some Marvel money, man. I love it. I love that for her. Great pick. Great. <laughs> I mean, it was coming somewhere. Somebody was picking it somewhere in some category for sure. So uh, that's a that'll help offset kiss the girls, I'm sure. <laughs> Honestly. 
What does that bring us to? Coles, you're up. So I'm going to go with Viola Davis. And so the film, so before I go into this pick, um, the film just has to feature a performance, right, from the actor, correct? Correct. I mean, she should definitely be like memorable part of the movie in some way. And why is why <laughs> okay. is Tim laughing? Like this, I feel like somebody knows something I don't. So you just do you go ahead and do you. Okay, so the film I'm going to pick is The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. I mean, Viola, she may not be the star of this film, but her Amanda Waller, I think, is more accurate to the comic books than I've seen from any other portrayal of a comic book character. You know, Amanda Waller is almost just a psychopath who just really does not care. Like, she doesn't have a remorseless bone in her body. She is all about results. And if it means like sending another team to just be sacrifices in order for another team to have a clear route to get what they need to get to, that's what she's going to do. And especially in this film, I feel like we get a little bit more of Amanda Waller being unleashed, like to the point where she's threatening to throw a 14-year-old girl into a prison to be assaulted or done worse to, or her just implanting bombs into people's heads and blowing them up, or her just willing to just kill anybody that gets into the way of the results that she wants. She is a very Machiavellian and very sadistic character, but at the same time, she's fascinating to watch. And I think that's all done to Viola. If this could have been another actress, they would have just been like a, just a stone cold villain. But I think with Viola Davis, you get the sense that yes, she's evil, but also I just love seeing her perform. And this film is just another highlight of hers for her career. Great pick i mean it was on my list so and i don't even like the movie itself but it was on my list because i don't know why you don't like the movie (laughs) yeah you know i i know everybody here is probably peacemaker fans too and just look at you i'm not a fan of peacemaker oh okay tim is i know tim is (laughs) all right a lot i liked it a lot i'll see so i guess two to two there but yeah good pick (laughs) good pick for viola i like it colby so more strategy, right? Like, I'm, I, I, I think I started out strong. I mean, I've got, you know, iconic performance from Angela Bassett, kind of performance from uh, from Denzel Washington. And I think I'm going to go with Viola in this pick, right? It's trying to find that right movie where, like, in a poll, it's like, yo, it's undeniable. How could I not pick with Kobe? Because I see what he's doing here, right? And while the Suicide Squad, yo, shout out, James Gunn, great job. I think it's kind of like, I like what she did in Widows. Her performance was better than the movie, in my opinion. However, in this movie, it truly was the best performance. And that's playing alongside Denzel friggin' Washington as Rose Maxson in Fences. Very good choice. Very, very good choice. Uh, It came up just on the other episode that we dropped this week. Don and myself and uh, Kevin Brackett got together and redid the 2016 Oscars. And this performance came up twice. So I'm going to ask you now, because we had this big, long debate, and she actually came up short in ours and did not win either category, but we had her in Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. She came up second, and so we were, we were like, you know what? Is this category fraud? Is she really a leading actress? And so we put her in that category. What do you think? Do you think she was supporting? Do you think she should have been leading? I think that she, I mean, it's a co-lead performance to me. I understand why they did it. I'm thankful that she won the Oscar for that performance. Um, I don't let that stuff kind of get too much in the way. 
Because I think ultimately we're celebrating the best performances of the year. How you want to kind of slot them. It could have made way for another like really impactful performance. I'm losing a little bit about what like, you know, how, what, what that field was like, um, you know, at that presentation for 2017. But like it was strong. It, 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 it knocked by my feet. It really was between that and one other like really, really strong performance that, that have defined her career. Yeah. And like now she really is on the Meryl Street track. Like there's yes. not, I mean, she's got, I don't know if it's a movie or a TV series, but she's playing Michelle Obama. Like it's at this point, it's like hardware is going to be attached as like just a, a shoe. And like the moment that this Oscars is done, we're going to be like, okay, cool. Let's just earmark her for at least a nomination just because there's a movie coming out this year. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I, I'm, hey, I'm fine with it. I think it, I guess a little bit, it could have been, you know, a category fraud, but, and there's a little bit everywhere. Yeah, it was a great performance, though. I mean, that was the other one that I was looking at, too. I think that are the two absolute standouts for me. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get my Angela Bassett pick out of the way. And much like the Suicide Squad pick in a lot of ways, and kind of like the Black Panther pick, I'm actually going to take her in kind of a franchise movie. And I'm going to take Mission Impossible Fallout because I think that. Erica Sloan, her CIA director, deputy director, is an absolute badass in this movie. I love the performance. She basically is like a really great chess player. She's in charge. She is cold and calculated and just wielding this power and influence. You never quite know what she's up to in that perfect way that you expect for somebody that's truly in the CIA. She gets to put Henry Cavill in his place. I mean, it's just a really awesome and memorable performance for me. So I'm going to go with that one. And then for my wildcard pick, speaking of being on a 2016 movie high, I'm going to go ahead and take Moonlight because this film features a slew of great performances not just one, it is defined by an entire cast that is just absolutely at the top of their game, in my opinion. Uh, very obviously worthy of any and all of its awards and its accolades and its praise and its importance, culturally speaking. So I think I'm going to have to take it in my wildcard spot. That brings us back to you, Colby. Yeah, so, man, so this is my fourth pick. It kind of like closes it out. Got Denzel out the you know out the way. I got um, I got you know I got Morgan Free. Oh no no, let me go ahead and get my Morgan Freeman pick in there. Almost okay. All right all right. It's so funny because he went kiss the girls. I'm gonna go with a performance in a movie, and I think that this should be able to like it's 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 tough. I can go two different routes, right? It's like I can either go like this really like dope one route or another route, which I think works. I was kind of hoping that somebody would have picked it before to kind of make this one a little bit easier. But you know what? I'll save that one for like, you know, when we mentioned it in like our, uh, you know, like in our, almost missed it. Yeah, I'm going to go with my guy over in seven. Like undeniable, David Fincher, opposite Brad Pitt, iconic performance. Probably I would consider seven easy top 20 films of all time. You know, you put that in a poll of anything, it's getting clicks. Yeah, no, I, it's it's great. It It was my number two in Morgan Freeman. So right behind Shawshank Redemption, personally. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Seven is outstanding and he is every bit as important to that movie as Pitt is in order to, you know, make it work because you've got to have the good guy uh, mm -hmm. to kind of show you the side of how Pitt is kind of 
going downhill and spiraling out of control. You got to have somebody to to play opposite that. And yeah, no, he's phenomenal. Great choice. Pales. Well, Aaron, I got to thank you first and foremost for this next pick. Cause when you brought your wild card pick, for some reason, the film by the pitches popped right into my head. I don't know. It's just like magic, but this film was, is going to go down as an influential horror film. Um, not because of this, how scary it is, but because of how it was able to wove in so many themes about America, racism, um, liberalism. I mean, all of these like different strong hot topic conversations we have about race, this film was able to put it in, able to combine it with a horror film. And it's a film that I continue to rewatch to this day. Like I rewatched it a million times and I find new details every time. And it also features a recent Oscar winner, Daniel Kaluuya, um, a guy who won for Judas and the Black Messiah. And also I felt this film should have won the Oscar for Best Picture in 2018. Sadly, it lost, but my film is Jordan Peele's Get Out. A one-of-a-kind, Good choice. very simple, <laughs> but very effective psychological horror film. Yes, yes. Fantastic choice. Now, are you going in wild card or in male wild card? I'm going to go in wild card. Okay, got it. All right, Tim. I'm going to go with Viola Davis. And my pick is Doubt, a movie that I'm surprised no one has picked yet. Fantastic performance. Got her, Mel Street, Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, she introduced, introduced us to the Viola Davis tears for the first time. We all got to see it. So she's great. And that's, you know, you can find the clip. I often watch clips from this film on YouTube. You can find the clips of those scenes. And they're incredible to watch. It's like you're watching a stage play. It's phenomenal. He's only in it for, I want to say, 10 or 15 minutes, too. Yeah. But it is the most memorable 10 or 15 minutes of that movie. Yeah, for sure. You get back to back. Right. So why? So okay. So if I pick wild card male, is no one else get to pick that male? No. 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 It's just. All it's right. just. You're just picking something and slotting it. So you've got. Yeah. You've got wild card wild male. Card. Wild, you've got all your wild cards left. My wild cards left. Okay. So for my wild card female, I'm gonna go with Regina King, Judas and the Black Messiah. Not. If Bill Street could talk, right? Wait, which one? Uh, Bill Street could talk. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, wait uh, a second. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at Juice and the Black Messiah when I said that. Regina King and Bill Street could talk. <laughs> Definitely sniped it from me. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's my yeah. bad. Oh, it's my number bad. one. It's, right. it's literally <laughs> number one on my female wildcard list right here in my draft board. So yeah. I, I'm a little annoyed. But <laughs> on, top of, on top of loving her performance in that film, I remember going to the theater to see it. Cause I don't even think we screened it in the theater. I don't even know if we did, but I remember going to the theater to see it and the score was so incredible. Like the colors and, and just feeling like I was just drawn back to that time period. Great performances, a nice, you know, cameo sort of supporting role, role from Brian Tyree Henry. It's, you know, it's a slightly depressing story at the end. You're kind of like, oh, wow, that sucks. But it's such a good film that, you know, I love it. Oh, absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I and I had it there as well, just because of, you know, the Regina and Kiki Lane kind of connection. I felt like Coleman Domingo. Both. And... Yeah. I mean, it could go in a lot of places in this. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad to see it drafted. I'm glad it's in this list. I think it deserves to be. Where are we at? Does that bring us to Kales? So I got to go ahead, get my Angela Bassett out of the way. And at first, I was kind of concerned because I saw that Kobe had got what's love got to do with it. And that 
was right there at the top of my list. But then I ended up finding another gem in Angela Bass's career, mm. one that many people may not be aware of, but I'm going to pick the late, great John Singleton's Boys in the Hood. Whoa! <laughs> okay! Interesting! Did you just say one that people may not be aware of? I'm just saying that many people, when they think of Angela Bassett, they wouldn't think about Boys in the Hood. If you think about Boys in the Hood, you think of John Singleton, Cuba Gooden Jr., or Chestnut Lee Long. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yes, I was like, wait because, a second. You know, <laughs> yeah, because this is like Angela's really first substantial role she had in Hollywood. She had been trying to break through mainly through the late 80s. And then in 91, you know, John Singleton, he's a young up-and-coming filmmaker. He wants to make this movie. And he wants to get attract some kind of star power to it, so he gets Lawrence Fishburne for Lawrence Fishburne. But then he ends up finding Angela Bassett, who's like almost like this diamond in the rough, and he gives her a role. And I think ever since this film, her career her career has hasn't been the same since. And I think this is the start of that. You know, it's a very small role. You know, she plays a black mother. You know, who's living in the hood, but who's trying to do better for herself. But she's finding it hard to really raise a single kid, and it might not be a big subplot in the film but i do when i think about boys in the hood I always think about how you know many of our kids are being raised by single mothers and how that can be an issue when there is only one single parent in the household and for the small amount of screen time she had she did a great job with handling that subject i mean she's one of my favorite all-time actresses so yeah i'm angela bassett she's great good yeah it's good stuff okay colby <laughs> Yo, y'all done messed up so bad. I love it. I love it. You know when you like, like you, you about to like make like a really, really dope pick, and y'all about to be like, oh, like that's what it's gonna be. Like just, like just literally with this line. <coughs> Everything you see exists together in a delicate balance. Oh, come on. As king, you need to understand that balance and respect. Oh man. All the creatures from the crawling ant to the leaping antelope. <laughs> it is James Earl Jones, Mufasa. In the Lion King. That's a good pick. So is that that's a really good. That pick. is my male really good pick. wild card. Yeah, that you know I had not even. <laughs> that's funny. I hadn't thought at all about a sort of a voiceover performance in that way or with him. So a prominent yeah. one at that, especially since I'm putting that as my male wild card, like. And to be honest with you, all the lines are black. I don't even care if they're voiced by white folks. <laughs> Why? Because they're in Africa? Absolutely. There, there's, there's not one person of the culture that is going to tell you that Lion King is not a black film. It's a black film. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's great. That's, that is a strong, strong pick to slide in there, especially for just for the voting purposes, if mm -hmm. anything else. So, good stuff. All right, uh, I'm going to make sure that I leave myself with wild cards remaining, which means I need to get my Morgan Freeman on. This is tough because there's a lot of critically great stuff, and then there's a lot of stuff that I like. So, I mean, the stuff that I like, no one is going to vote for probably. But you know what? <laughs> We're having fun. You just took the freaking Lion King for James Earl Jones. <laughs> so you know what I'm going to do is... Oh, here it goes. I'm going to take... I, I open up the door. <laughs> give me Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox in The Dark Knight. Yep. 
I will take that in a heartbeat. He is critical to the plot. Ah. <laughs> he is an important part of Christian Bale's Batman's development. It is one of the only Batman stories that's not just ba- uh, Batman and Alfred. He is a unique and and, and, and it could have gone with Dark Knight Rises as well. Honestly, either one of them, he plays such a big role in. But I'm going to go with the Dark Knight because uh, just the way that the film kind of climaxes with his tech and the scenes that happen between him and Bale. And especially just I was like, even just for the momentary performance of Morgan Freeman walking into that room and finding out that Bruce Wayne has used it and destroyed it and that his faith was rewarded. Um, I just absolutely love that moment. So I'm going to go with the Dark Knight. And, okay, so that leaves me female wild card and overall wild card. So I guess I'm going to leave myself with the wild card left. That way I have ultimate kind of pick of what I want. And let's see, female wild card. You know what? Man, 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 man. Had if Bill Street could talk up there at the top. Give me love and basketball. Give me love and basketball. I think that is one of the mm-hmm. best love stories. It's a movie about my favorite sport overall. Uh, it is just an absolutely tremendous, tremendous film. Uh, so we're going to give that a little bit of love here, and I will take that as my female wild card. That's dope. So then back to Colby. In my mind, I have like a Mount Rushmore of actors. And I feel like it sometimes can be interchangeable. Like, I think growing up as a boy, right, I wanted to have heroes that looked like me on screen. And not that I didn't have an affinity for women. It's just like, these were the men who were like gods to me. And Halle Berry. Now, her filmography is like crazy expansive, but also feels like she just blinked out of existence after Cat, after Catwoman. But then she made an iconic return. And I think about this image of this poster, then also what she did in the film. In that next to Keanu Reeves, she was fantastic with dogs and a gun in John Wick Parabellum. I mean, you're not wrong, but like. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, man, as my female wild card, yo, Halle Berry and what she did in this film, like, I want the spin off of that. And I get like that, like, it's one of the greatest action movies of all time. I'm just, hey, the doors are open. All right. We're at the Thunderdome now. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've gone off the rails. If this the only Halle Berry movie in this entire draft is John Wick 3. I I mean, Halle Berry was almost our pick. Like, Kalesa and I were throwing out names, and we almost did, like, a whole category for Halle Berry. It's kind of tough, but, like, it's it's so weird because I've said this recently. It's like, I don't believe that to mainstream Hollywood, she's had an iconic role. She had an Oscar-winning performance. Yes, you know, uh, you know, in in, in Monsters Ball, mm-hmm. but like to like to the black community, that film seems very detached from us. I grew up on her in Jungle Fever, you know, where she's playing a strung-out drug addict. Like I mean, off, like again in Losing Isaiah, you know, introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Those performances, you know, like that's that's her in Flintstones. My gosh, I could have went with that. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. John Wick yeah, 3 is I mean, fine. John Wick <laughs> 3. Stick with John Wick 3. Yeah. <laughs> if Flintstones is on the table, it's... <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, Kales, fix things for us. Well, I might not be able to fix this, because since this door has swung open, I'm going to have to go ahead and slide right through and come through with a pick from a guy who is a man of many talents. That guy is Jamie Foxx. I mean, the man, he can do stand-up comedy. 
he can sing, and he can act. I mean, truly versatile. But his recent turn in one of the biggest films, the biggest films box office-wise that we've seen in recent history, was another good performance. And it kind of humanized his character. I'm going to go with Spider-Man No Way Home. With Electro in this film, you know, he came in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and you get the sense that he's a guy who's who's always in the background. He works at this menial job. He's not really getting recognized for anything. He's kind of just going through life as a blip, and he wants to be known for something. But sadly, what he want, what he gets known for is just being this guy who can generate electricity. And I like in No Way Home how they not only humanize Green Goblin and Doc Ock and the other villains we see in Spider-Man Universe, but they also showed us how Electro, with this electricity, he felt power. He felt something he hadn't felt before, which is why he wanted to continue to use it. This guy doesn't choose really to be a villain. He's choosing to do something because it makes him feel powerful. And that's something that many of us can really relate to. I mean, if there is something that gives us that sense of power, we want more of that. And I, I can't blame I can't blame this character for wanting to have that. And I and I like the way that they were able to bring that back and we were able to see a different side of this guy other than just being a guy who could shoot electricity. So yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um I wasn't a big fan of the film itself, but hey, I'm trying to get votes. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. I mean, yeah, that's uh definitely gonna bring you some votes in for sure. So I think does everybody have a comic book film i've got dark knight you've got spider-man and suicide squad tim's got black panther so colby does not have but colby has john wick three and the lion king so close enough all right tim so tim you've got back-to-back picks and you need your male wild card and your regular wild card okay so for my male wild card i'm going with someone who could have their own category a man who's had in my opinion the best run of any actor in Hollywood. I'm going with Eddie Murphy, and the film is Boomerang. Now, Boomerang has a bunch of everybody in it. It's got Martin Lawrence. It's got Holly Berry. It's got uh, David Allen Greer. It's got the late John Witherspoon. It's got a young Chris Rock. And it's, it's the kind of Black film that they didn't make then, and they don't really make a lot now. Like, this young Black professionals, it's kind of a romantic comedy in a way. There's nothing tragic happens. There's no death. It's just these professionals living and this dude, Marcus, trying to figure out his love life. It's a great film. Great soundtrack. It's Eddie was perfect for it. Robin Givens is in it. It's just a great overall film. If you've never seen Boomerang, I would put it on your list. It's part of Eddie Murphy's iconic run through Hollywood. If you don't believe me, take a moment. Look at his IMDb and just... Read those movies off to yourself. <laughs> yeah, he had a run. This is part of it. Awesome. Good stuff. My overall wild card, it's a real wild card. I'm going with Attack the Block. Young John Boyega, him and his friends out in London, alien attack. They've got to fight, out, fight off aliens. Now, I'm surprised every time I talk to someone who's never seen this movie. Like people who love sci-fi and, and they've never watched it. So it's a movie that most people listening maybe have not seen, they've probably heard of. I would highly recommend it. It's funny. It's the, just the right level of PG-13 humor. Um, it's kids out there causing trouble in the streets and fighting off aliens. And, you know, they tie it all in together at the end. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun ride. I'm praying that the sequel they keep talking about is actually happening. Oh, yeah. I hope so. 
I mean, I was a little worried there for a little while because I was afraid he was getting too movie star to come mm-hmm. back and do it. But I think maybe not now. So not. Yeah, that could benefit us because it is a great, great film. I love yeah. it. Highly rewatchable. All right. So, Coles, so this is everybody's last picks now. So, Coles, you need female wildcard? Yes, I need a female wildcard. For me, it was... I want to go a little bit different. I want to go a little bit off balance with this choice. Uh, this is a film that recently just came out. It's been very divisive, but I'm starting to see a lot more people like it than they hate it. And not only does it have a, a great female lead performance, but it has a great supporting black male performance in this film. I'm going to go with Zola featuring Taylor Page. And she's she's good in this film. I mean, this film is based on a Twitter thread, a famous Twitter thread about some crazy shenanigans that goes down in Florida. And it really just, it really is unbashedly itself. Like this film doesn't have any filters or anything. Like if seeing people do just really messed up things to themselves and raunchiness and all this is not your your style, then I would definitely stay away from this film. But there is something fascinating about seeing a story like this. It's almost like very hard to believe. Like I was watching the whole time. I was like, like, this can't be something that really happened. This can't be something that, you know, happened in all in in the span of a few days. And if it is, I mean, it's incredible just how random life can be sometimes. And I found this film is probably going to enjoy some cult status. Like within the next 10 years, people will look back on this and see this as, and it has the A24 logo on it. So it already has that little distinction with it. It's another film that's set in Florida that A24 does, along with Spring Breakers, along with the Florida Project. So this is a film that's definitely going to have a lot more legs than many people might have expected to give it because of its subject matter. And I do like also that a Black woman was a part of writing the story, of being a producer and everything, and also a director. It's it's great all around. Yeah, I, I don't really love the movie, but I think that the performances in it are outstanding so i can't knock that one bit bold choice i love this list these lists are so bonkers and not at all quite what i expected i mean y'all all have kind of something on there that i expected but then there's just some crazy stuff <laughs> this, is, this is fun it's fun stuff all right colby uh you and i both we're down to our wild cards so you're up first I mean, at this point there's like three movies that I feel like I can really just like drop atom bombs with. Right. But trying to find that right one is really, really hard. Also keeping with like the theme of this movie draft. Right. It's like, I don't want to sit here and be that guy to go that obvious choice. Right. And I want to get one that my black spirit can sit well in my soul by picking. And I think what I got to do is take a film that I think can serve both. And there's one that I would do. But there's enough, you know what, I'm going to do it. Because it'd be crazy not to feature one of the most iconic performances in cinematic history for most iconic Black actors ever, who I think has the most credits of any Black actor, is Samuel L. Jackson as Jules Winfield in okay. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that definitely serves. English, my- <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> do you speak it? Yeah, I think that that definitely <laughs> covers both bases, as it were, and gets yes. you the popular vote and keeps your vote. <laughs> yeah keeps your black cred up. Uh, so I think <laughs> I think that's a an awesome choice for that. 
yeah, but you're right. I mean, there's so many ways here I could go to close this out. I mean, I've got indies that I absolutely love. I've got blockbusters. I, you know, I don't think we've drafted. I mean, you know, we haven't taken like Spike Lee is is out there know, pretty man. much. Well, it's... I guess Malcolm, but isn't Malcolm Spike, right? But there's yeah. there's so much that could go into this. Oh, goodness gracious. It's almost like paralyzing. Uh, options <laughs> honestly what speaks to the wild card spirit of the the draft so you know i'm gonna take something that i think was hmm yeah i'm gonna go with another comic book film not only to give votes but because i think it was important and kind of groundbreaking in what it did for its lead Shamik Moore and I'm yeah. gonna take into the Spider-Verse. Smart. Definitely the better Spider-Man pick in this draft. Uh, I don't know what's up with my friend here, but uh, <laughs> people are gonna look at our list now and they're gonna that's what they're gonna say now. Cause he made if, if I didn't yes. take that, they'd look at yours and they'd be like, Oh, that's a good idea. And then they'd be like, Oh, why didn't he take Spider-Verse? So no, I'm gonna take uh into the Spider-Verse. I think that it, much like Black Panther, you know, was able to touch a whole generation of kids in a way that lets them be seen that they weren't before. Uh, and not only that, but on top of that cultural aspect, it is just a freaking phenomenal movie yeah. in all respects, technically all across the board. And for someone who like Shamik is not a known famous actor to come in and like completely carry this role and completely blow it out of the water. I, I think it's great. And I love animation. So I, it's just good for me to get an animated pick in there. So I'm going to go with that. And that's it. That's a wrap. So I'll let you guys throw some out there while I compile. Uh, and then I will go over our ultimate draft lists one last time. I'll kind of recap things. What was on your lists that you didn't get a chance to pick? Uh, give me a couple. We'll start with you, Tim. The didn't get a chance to pick was on my list. I was almost went with Inside Man for uh, Denzel. Definitely was high on my list as well. Love that movie. Love yep. it. Yep, that was up there for me. Anything on yours, Colby? Yeah, I mean, um, Denzel Washington. He just, I mean, he just has so so much. It's kind of like he could pick anything. There's that Morgan Freeman pick. I was like, I kind of hope that you know, I kind of get last, uh, you know, from, from the picture to get it. Cause like my man played God, and America did not fall apart when it happened in Bruce Almighty. Like. This man played God. <laughs> it just made me like super duper happy. And um, you know, with, with my last wild card pick, I was really torn because I could have went with anything. I mean, I ultimately chose Samuel L. Jackson's like my representative, like even though it can kind of be anybody, but like I was like, man, right there, Will Smith is in my Mount Mush, my Mount, my Mount Rushmore of black oh my actors. Goodness. How could I not have a Will Smith anything on this? Either Ali or Independence Day is what I was really Ooh. going back and forth between that. And uh, and Pulp Fiction. So, it, but I decided, you know what? Let me bear out. I'll let me go with Pulp Fiction. So, yeah, I even think, gosh, there's so many. Will Smith. I, did really we get anything from Will Smith? I don't. No, know we have it. nothing from, from Will Smith. And I almost, uh, I, I was, I was about to do in my male wild card if I didn't go, you know, Lion James King. Earl Jones route for Lion King. Then I was going to definitely go with Eddie Murphy and Coming to America, my favorite all time comedy. Oh, good stuff. Kales, what what else are we missing? I wanted to do Lawrence Fishburne for The Matrix. I oh. wanted to. I wanted to. It just did not come to me in the moment for the for the wild card. Will Smith. I did want to get a Will Smith in there. I wanted to do 
if I was going to do one, it would have been Bad Boys. I would have put Bad Boys in there, Pursuit of Happiness, or even Focus, the film he did with Margaret Robbie, which I recently saw. It's a great film. It's really, really um, good. <laughs> really good. A lot of twists and turns. And, you know, I just love films that deal with, like, con artists and whatnot. It's very interesting. There was... There was Morgan Freeman. I also wanted to do for him Glory. That was yeah. another film that featured Denzel. And, I wanted to yep. do that film. For Samuel L., I could have went with any Marvel film. Any Marvel film. Samuel L. Jackson was at least in there for at least like five minutes or so what. So, yeah, there was a lot of armor missions, especially when it came for Samuel Except L. Jackson. the one you picked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only MCU film that he's not in is the one you chose. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I just thought about that. He's not in it, is he? No, he's not in there at no, all. No, <laughs> he's not. Go figure. Yeah, I you know, there's a lot of like fun stuff. I wanted Denzel. I, I was looking at Inside Man, Crimson Tide, He Got Game were up there for me. I was gonna get silly with Morgan Freeman and just do like March of the Penguins, uh, or Now You See Me or Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves, some of my favorite roles by him. I you know, I Deep Cover was on my list. I wanted to kind of shout that out as just a film that not a lot of people necessarily know about as a Criterion edition. That's how I saw it for the first time and just blew me away as a movie overall. Creed was a highly, you know, in potential blind spotting was up there for me as well as one. My female wild card, when I ultimately went with Love and Basketball, it was between that and The Hate You Give which was nice. kind of like right there as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's obviously, we're never going to capture it all in just, what, eight times, seven times four. So 20, I can't do math, 28 picks. Never going to quite capture everything, but I think we did a good job. So with that said, let me recap the lists real quick. So my list, I have Training Day, The Dark Knight, Moonlight, Widows, Mission Impossible Fallout, Love and Basketball, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Coles has The Equalizer, The Shawshank Redemption, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Suicide Squad, Boys in the Hood, Zola, and Get Out. Tim has Malcolm X, Kiss the Girls, Boomerang, Doubt, Black Panther, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Attack the Block. And Kobe Mac has Remember the Titans, Seven, The Lion King, Fences, What's Love Got to Do With It, John Wick 3, Parabellum, and Pulp Fiction. So those are our lists. I love it. It's outstanding. We'll give everybody a couple days to listen, and then I will put up the polls and tag you guys, and we will see what the people think. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate you guys being here for doing this with me. It was a lot of fun. Had a blast. Uh, I want to give you a chance to kind of Tell everybody where they can follow you on the socials and where they can find your work. We'll just go in order my little screen. So, Tim, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you first? Hey, people, you can find me, People's Critic, on Twitter. Um, People's Critic blog for my reviews. And also my Man in the 80s podcast is coming back. We're on a brief hiatus. My podcast partners had a newborn baby. So I think that's kind of important. So they're doing the baby duties. I will say I'm about to watch Snowfall. This is my pitch for Snowfall. If you've never seen Snowfall, it is the best drug dealing show since Miami Vice. Watch it. It is phenomenal. It takes you back to the 80s, early 90s. That's my pitch. Watch Snowfall. I think this is the final season. Can't wait to see what happens. 
Interesting. I don't think I've even heard of Snowfall. Is that never heard of Snowfall? No. Is that a current show? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an FX show. Oh, it's pretty good. It's like if you're not in like you have to either be like in a streaming mindset, and then there's a cable mindset, which FX kind of lives in that pocket. So if it's not on your radar, you just will like completely miss it. I've heard a lot of great things about it. Awesome. Oh well, thanks for the recommendation. That's great. Okay, Colby, where can people find you? You can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D-Me on Twitter and Instagram. When I'm in the mood to write, you can check out the website at mreportpod.com. It took me a while to kind of get back to writing full-length reviews. The podcast there, Minority Support Film Podcast, is great. Listen to us. Check out. We're currently recapping, still recapping a lot of Sundance 2022, and I'm getting crept up right now to be able to take on South by Southwest. Going to be there in person if my pockets can handle it, God willing, uh, in a few weeks. And uh, when they ask you where you heard it from, just tell them Colby told me. And Coles, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on all the socials. I'm starting to dip my toes back into Twitter little bit by little bit. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus break as far as when it comes to actual film criticism. There's been some things going on in my personal life that I've had to take care of and really look after, but I'm starting to get the bug and the itch again. So in the next few months, you'll see me again coming back with my own website and write reviews. In the meantime, if you want to see what I'm checking out, what I'm watching or, you know, writing about, you can follow me on Letterboxd under Black Nerd Magic. And that's my name for all the socials. Awesome. And listeners, you know where you can find me at Feeling Film everywhere. You can find all the links to our socials down in the show notes. Thank you guys for joining me. I'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.